What's shaking, YouTube tonight? Welcome to Lords of Longbox Fantasy Cover Rise Comic Book Shakers of the Week for March 1st or March 2nd, excuse me, 2023. Wow, we are getting almost springtime. Can you believe that? That is absolutely nuts. But you know, it's Thursday, so that only means one thing it's freestyle Friday. So let's get a little DJ Chalet. We haven't heard her in a bit. If you can feel what I am feeling, then the truth is just believing. You're my. You're my diamond girl, diamond girl, diamond girl. You're my diamond girl, diamond girl, diamond girl. You're my.
All right, DJ Chalet, thank you very much. I think it's, uh, was it a National Women's Week or something? Is that right, Laura? Month. We get the whole month. month. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Laura will be on the Comic-Con podcast. I, I think that drops tomorrow or somewhere. But Laura, say what's good to people. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So make sure you guys check that out. And this list, I just skimmed over it here. And whew, there are some good ones. Speaking of good ones, JB, say what's good to people. How you doing, everybody? I 100% agree with you. There is going to be some knowledge drop, as always, by the fantastic writers over at Cover Price. Shout out to them and shout out to everybody watching live and on the Rewind. And as always, make sure you guys get your comments in on Tuesday's show. I'll drop a link in the chat because we're going to be pulling a, one of those comments for another giveaway at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. That's right. The show is brought to our friends over at coverprice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends, the top 10 lists, and the shakers list we do every Thursday at 6 p.m. Also, our broad sponsor, Bird City Comics, use discount code LOTLB to get 15% off anything in the Bird City store. And uh, you may have missed out on this book, sold out, but this drops tomorrow. What can you tell us about it? So, I was telling the guys backstage, I'm a little nervous because we've never done a Street Fighter cover before. This is our first time working with Udon Entertainment. So if you guys wouldn't mind, spread the word that we have our Street Fighter Masters Kami number one by Ivan Tao releasing tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's limited to 750 virgins. Yeah, the more, more word we can get out there, the better. Yeah, so uh, we will give away a copy at, at yeah. on tonight at the end of tonight's show. So make sure you stick around after this. We go through the uh, this ton list here. Everybody always loves them. Some Street Fighter. I mean, just there. You know, look at those thighs. They can crush melons <laughs> as well as your head. Uh, once again, then you start a comic book shakers of the week, looking at the largest or most interesting sales of the week. And this is in uh, no really dollar value order. It's just alphabetical. So what do we have up first? Oh, I'm so jealous of whoever in the chat owns this. Like, I want it so bad. I'll buy it from you. We have Art Germ, uh, A1 number one, Weirding Willows. This came out in 2013 by Titan Publishing. We often cover Art Germ's hard-to-find covers. This issue is one of the obscure Titan titles, A1. It's one of them. It's a gorgeous cover that showcases how on-point Art Germ was when he himself was just a relatively unknown artist. I can't even imagine that time, but I guess it did exist. As Art Germ's fandoms grow, so does the price for those books like this. This week, a 6.5 raw sold for $110. That's about half of the value near mint copies sold for a little over a year ago. The all-time high belongs to a $380 9.8 sale in 2019. Current asking prices for high-grade copies, graded or ungraded, are very, very high. I love this cover. What do you I think? Mean, 2013, I mean, nobody was talking about Stanley Art Germ, right? <sighs> I mean, nowadays it's like, you know, now he's with the big two, DC, Marvel, and Image. When do you but think was the turning point for for Art Germ? When did it uh, turn? Probably about, I want to say three or four years ago, you started really getting like on the radar. 2018, 2019. Yeah, right around there. You know, at first, it was, it, it, you know, it, you know, but 
the more popular they get, the more covers they do, right? So then it's not as rare. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes every now and then one will pop, but this one definitely from 2013 is probably one of his earliest ones. Uh, I know people like look up Natalie Sanders' first work or, um, you know, or, or, you know, other artists, but, you know, this is definitely one to get. If you notice a lot of Art Germ's early stuff, <laughs> they all look the same. It's the same pose, the same smile, same look, and his art has progressed better. I mean, they, you know, now he can actually draw men, but you know, before then it was just drawing women, and they pretty much all look the same. So, a one number one, the art term weirding willows. Say that five times fast. From 2013, right. sell for a raw, fine near mint, uh, fine copy for 110 bonards. All right, what do we got up mm. next? All right, this is a fantastic story, by the way. Next up. We've got Action Comics issue 869, the recalled cover, originally published in 2008. Now, this issue is quite the page turner. Brainiac is featured as the main villain of the story, attempting to destroy Metropolis with his probes. Superman and Supergirl do their best to stop the villain, but end up failing. The issue ends with Metropolis shrunken and on Brainiac's ship, with Earth about to be incinerated by the sun. However, this captivating Jeff John story is not what makes this issue such a collector's item. The cover of this issue depicts Clark Kent sharing a drink with his adoptive father. All seems fine and dandy as Martha and Lois watch the two bond against the night sky. Lo and behold, Superman is partaking in the obscene activity of drinking a beer. Oh, the shame. <laughs> Root beer, right? But that's a discussion for another day. DC quickly backtracked in order to retailers to destroy the original copies and reprinted the with a soda pop label over the bottle. Now, it's speculated that around a thousand copies of the original cover still exist in circulation. Currently, there are 431 graded books on the CGC census. More than half are in the 9.8 bracket. Within the last year, graded 9.8s have jumped $200 in value for a new high sale of $520. The previous haul, by the way, was August 22nd. It was only about 310 bucks. So nowadays, you know, when they get a recalled comic, you know, you know, back then, I would think in 2008, the reason there's so many 9.8s is, the dealers or comic shops that had them were like, hmm, I'm going to hold on to them because they didn't ask them to return them. They asked them to destroy them. So then they said, you know, I'm just going to sit on them. So they just sat on them, got them graded. And, you know, lo and behold, anytime you something says recalled and uh, the ads contrivacy and that causes the price to go up. We've seen it <clears throat> happen over and over again. So that's, you know, that's the best thing that can happen I think I kind of want this. <laughs> this is kind of cool, you know. When I don't know if Superman can get drunk, can he? So, no, he can't get drunk. But the fact that he's he's you know he's having a beer with his dad. Yeah, that's I cool, another man. question for you: Can Wolverine get drunk or Deadpool? Because they have regenerative, oh. you know, they they regenerate themselves. That's why I, I remember one time I read in one comic where it, it actually Wolverine literally said, "I can't get drunk because of, of his uh, his his." Uh, his mutant gene that regenerates himself. So he can't know. lose brain cells like the rest of us. Yeah. So he just drinks it. So just why for does the he even flavor. bother drinking? Cause he's exactly. always drinking. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's a curse and a gift. Action Comics number eight sixty nine, the recalled version from two thousand eight, five hundred twenty dollars for a nine point eight. So remember, look for the one that uh, has the beer bottle and not the soda pop bottle. If you're uh, ever going to see this in the wild, if you happen to come along, I can't the tell. Like, where does it? I don't see where it says soda. Is this this is the not recalled one, right? Yeah, this is the not recalled. Well, this is or the, the recalled one. Point. So this is yeah. the one that, that looks like a beer bottle, and that's what they're saying. Is it root beer? Is it beer beer? Eh, uh, yeah, who the hell was play. complaining about Superman drinking in a beer? I mean, in 2008, this was an issue. Like, that's Liger, come on, man. Jesus. It's not like a hypodermic <laughs> needle in your arm, like you know, you know, back uh, you know, way before when, but you know. <laughs> Smoking a joint variant would be a great variant. Yeah. There you go, Bird City. That's your next idea. All right. So brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So uh action comics number six eight six nine, the recalled version from 2008 520 for a 9.8. Uh here's one that everybody recognizes. Oh, yes, another one I want. Amazing Spider-Man number four, J. Scott Campbell, Conquest Comics. This came out in 2014. Spoilers for Spider-Man number six, which just came out yesterday. So if you guys haven't read that yet and you don't want it spoiled, mute me for a little bit. The Spider-Verse has a new queen and her name is Silk. The latest issue of Spider-Man is closing out the war against Shathra for control of the Great Web. It is revealed that the initial translations of a mystical dagger were incorrect. And in fact, Silk was the chosen one, not Peter. This leads into the new Silk series debuting in May of 2023, which will feature Silk in a multiversal adventure through the Spider-Verse. Couple this news with the Silk Amazon series, and you have a good amount of value to place on Cindy Moon's first appearance. It is easy to assume that Marvel has big plans for the character. As if that wasn't enough, J. Scott Campbell lended his talent to illustrate a sensationally sultry depiction of Black Cat as a retailer exclusive for Conquest Comics. There are currently 347 copies graded at a 9.8, according to the CGC census. A hundred of those are signature series. The price of this CGC 9.8 variant has steadily risen, with the last sale setting a new high of $820. It previously sold for $600 in September of 2022. That is a, de- that is a decently massive jump for the queen of the Spider-Verse. Oh, I love this. So sexy. Yeah, I would I would say artists love drawing um black cat. Uh you know, just another side note that ASM four is her first full appearance, but some argue ASM number one is her first appearance, although it's in a cameo unnamed in the shadow, but we've bought people have bought a damn test tube before for a first appearance. So uh in ASM number one. The same spider that bit Peter Parker ended up biting Cindy Moon in the first panel, I think, on the first page on the on on the ASM number one of this run in 2014. So um, yeah, but this and one has three. Costume can be kind of like cheesy to me, but this is well done. <laughs> Sometimes the black cat costume, I'm just like, ugh. No, yeah. I like. Is it, is it me? Is is it the face always the same with J. Scott Campbell? It doesn't matter Everybody if that's Black Cat or yes, or it is the same. MJ or you know, it, no matter who it is, it's yeah, the same yeah. face. Exactly. Well, a lot of artists are, are same the same too. Button I mean, one of my favorite artists of all time is John Byrne, and, and and all of his characters look the same. You know, uh, going back to the you know late seventies and early eighties. But um, you know, but yeah, this is definitely. And when you see this, you know this is a J. Scott Campbell cover. 
Um, yeah. So Amazing Spider-Man number four, J. Scott Campbell from Conquest Comics. This is the color one because there's a negative one as well. And uh, there's another version. And then um, so just be on the lookout. So the negative one, I think, was is the more rare one. So um, we don't know. We shall see. So it'd be interesting to see if they do a, a moon project, a Cindy Moon project without P- Spider-Man. Right. Standalone. Would that work? I don't know, man. Maybe. Yeah, because Sony yeah. owns a proper owns That's rights to work. it, so they're putting it on Amazon Prime. So we shall see. Um, speaking of Amazon Prime, something things that Tebow watched that you should watch. Um, <laughs> we need to get an intro. We need a bumper for this, right? Um, we need some sort of little dun dun dun. It's called Game yeah, of It's called watch. Game of Spy. It's a Japanese series. It's called Game of Spy. Think of Mission okay. Impossible uh imf team kind of japanese version of them and it's a it's a like a nine uh nine shows in season one uh but it's it's worth a watch man very pretty cool but uh there you go game of spy is tivo's what you should watch sponsored by nobody all right what do we got up next (laughs) another fantastic story sit back relax folks next up avengers issue 167 the mark jewelers insert originally published in 1978 now only good things can happen when you combine the avengers the guardians of the galaxy with a mark jeweler insert in a cgc 9.8 grade this week we saw an ultra rare sale of that unicorn avengers 167 that ticked all those boxes someone clearly loves the idea of owning this book as a Mark Jeweler variant copy, because the regular CGC 9.8s cost about 275, and that's a far cry from the 1,300 bucks that someone just paid for a Mark Jeweler CGC 9.8 copy. Now, Mark Jeweler copies are considered by many to be the first variant format for comic books. The two-page front and back insert featured in Marvel, DC, and Dell Comics were marketed by the Mark Jeweler's jewelry company to military personnel who felt who they felt would be most interested in purchasing jewelry and engagement rings for loved ones back home. Now, these variant copies were sold on or close to military bases across the U.S. starting in 1971 all the way until 1991. Over the years, a niche market has appeared not only with collectors looking for specific titles with Mark Jeweler insert, but with collectors seeking any comic with a Mark Jeweler insert. To this day, it is not known for certain which titles or issues even contained Mark Jeweler inserts. Thus, keeping the hunt ongoing for those looking to seek out these variants. Happy Mark Jeweler hunting out there. Wow. I happen to have two of them. I was I was going through I my like- stuff today, and I have a, a, um, a Marvel, um, who are the, the, the Marvel, shit, I preview books, uh, the Doctor Strange I run. sell at least one Mark Jeweler in every show yeah. on whatnot. But I and have these. Really? Yes, at least I have yeah. one for every single show. Yeah, let me and show you. There's a, there yeah, is I have a these niche, two. and collectors love them. Yeah, yeah. so uh, this is an Iron Fist. And you can tell on the inside. And there's different colors from Mark Yeah, they're different color inserts. Color inserts. As well. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a black one, a blue one. I mean, you can tell by looking at the top of it. There's if a really brown, a red. And this is the most random Marvel premiere book ever. Marvel premiere featuring the torpedo, but you know, now, I another gotta... thing to notice is 
they're only on um uh, newsstand editions so you would never see a mark jeweler in a direct edition yeah. they were always newsstand editions so and then some have a, a star stamp on their cover hmm. and i don't know what that indicated either you were on the base or you weren't on the base i'm not sure which it is but you'll see a little star yeah. stamp and if you see a star stamp with a with a newsstand there's it's a Mark Jeweler, probably. Yeah, because there's no way to tell it on the covers. It literally is just an insert on the back. And so the 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 rarity is how many of those made it through, right? Because you know they had to, you know, they were ripping them out or they were doing whatever, and they were only sold in their military bases. So the supposed you know print runs are pretty low. You know, and I mean, people have been hunting these for a while now, but uh, I mean it's this is pretty cool market. too. This is also the uh, first appearance of the uh, I think Avengers meeting the Guardians of the Galaxy. If I'm not mistaken so uh still pretty cool uh avengers number 167 the mark jewelers insert from mike 1978 1300 for 9.8 holy cow all right here's something a bit newer all right batman number 11 the greg capullo sketch this was a one in 100 variant that came out in 2012 Let's face it, Batman is one of, if not the most collectible character in the comic book universe. We'll see what the chat has to say about that. He has an excellent rogue gallery, and many of his books are highly collectible. What's strange is that the new 52 run doesn't get much hype, despite being one of the best-crafted Batman runs. Scott Snyder worked wonders on the Batman mythos and brought in new villains, such as the Court of Owls, who made their first appearance in Batman number 6. What most people don't realize is that now a now famous writer joins Snyder on this run beginning with issue eight, James Tenyon the fourth. Now no oh, now known for such books as House on uh, Nice House on the Lake, Department of Truth, and Something is Killing the Children. He was an uncredited writer of the Night of the Owl storyline and helped to launch his career writing bat books. Batman Eleven would be the series conclusion of the Court of the Owls story arc, Court of the Owls story arc, and this week saw a huge sale of a graded nine point eight for four hundred twenty eight dollars on March first, so yesterday. If you haven't had the joy of reading this run, it's never too late to get into this Snyder Tenyon goodness. So we just covered this on Nearing Nirvana, and it's so it's interesting because he does an interview and he's talking about how. With a lot of this uh, Court of Owls run, he's he's actually doing the writing, but they just put Scott's name on it because they knew it would be better received. Really? More popular. See, learn something every day on the show. I thought that was so interesting, but it wasn't done in like a devious way. They did it strategically. They're like, okay, this will make the book more popular if people see wow. scott snyder's writing it but it was really james behind the scenes yeah and how rare was a sketch cover back in 2012 too uh right. i mean if you just look at it it's, it's so dope his lower body is just like a bunch of like bats that are kind of leaning up to it uh and you know it, it coincides with the um i guess the uh, the release of the dark knight rises movie um and you know like uh yeah arguably you know batman's rogues galleries are collected just as you know spider-man's rogues galleries are probably collected just as much but the issue with batman's rogues galleries is most of them are in the golden age and so they're pretty pricey or the flash is a rogues gallery but spider-man's rogues galleries were you know typically silver and bronze age so you know but they you know you know but but you know spider-man's i i would argue and people hate me in the live chat maybe in the live chat you say who's has a better rogues gallery batman or spider-man i would say spider-man i would say they are more powerful um hmm. uh, so there i don't know a bunch of controversy batman number what 11 the, the art here 
What do you think of the cover itself? I think it's dope. I mean, I you couldn't even tell it's a sketch, right? I mean, it just looks like a regular cover. Because normally, uh, well, maybe I mean, maybe could be like it could have been a Batman blank that somebody did sketch on, but apparently this was the one that was released to to you know that was released out. Uh, black and white pencils. I dig it. It's such a perfect pairing between Snyder and Capullo. Those two work yeah. so well together. Well, Capullo came from McFarland's world, so you know they, uh, this, yeah, they had the same. Uh, he came from his kind of steel of work, you know. Famously, Capullo and uh, McFarland did the corn cover. Uh, for those who re re remember um, CD album covers or, or record album covers, so the score around the story around that corn cover is Caputo actually did the pencils and McFarlane did the inks on it, not vice versa. So just for a little fact to it for you guys, if you ever look up that corn, um, that corn album. So, all right, we got, what do we got up next? Well, we're at the halfway point of the show and I thought it was a great time to mention to the fantastic live chat. We've got tonight. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel and drop a comment on this Tuesday's top 10, maybe what your favorite cover was in the comments. We're going to randomly grab a comment from that show after this list, and we're going to give away the Friday exclusive from Bird City. That's right. All right. Next up, number six on the list, we've got Daredevil, issue 612, the Paulo Rivera Netflix 1 in 10 variant, originally published in 2018. Now, rarely does a cool cover is this get released as a one in 10 variant but this rivera netflix variant did just that and comic fans got lucky however this book kind of still flew under the radar for many as it doesn't have any particular key significance and it was also released right after the completion of season three of daredevil with that looming disney license removal thing going on so fans felt there was no chance we would get this exceptional version of daredevil again and for good reason but one fan, a little late to the party, thought fret not and dropped 365 bucks for a reported near mint raw copy. <laughs> That's crazy. Now, in the greater scheme of things, some may view this as chump change. But when this book was routinely going for sub 100 and even sub 50 raw, that's quite a substantial jump. Heck. The last time a CGC 9.8 sold in late 20, 2022, it only went for 175 bucks. Now, how things have changed in such a short time with both Daredevil and Kingpin having made a return to the screen across multiple projects? Well, luckily, there is more in the pipeline for the characters, with many fans desperately hoping they meet again as this cover invokes their final meeting in the Netflix series. So this isn't even the first appearance of uh black suit daredevil. Uh there no, was a yeah, there was a daredevil comic that feed what before it was like daredevil dare, year one, right? Before he donned his his red costume, and I think it was a mini series. Um, let me see. Yeah, it was the man without fear limited series, is the first time you saw him wearing the black costume. Um, so you know, but you know, this one in ten, who would are who who does one in tens anymore? Yeah. Yeah, I, but, I uh, feel like we need to have that game show me like, wah, wah, what were you yeah. doing? Come on. Well, it's the Feige effect, right? Once, you know, when, you, you know, fans lost their shit when they saw uh, when they saw Matt Murdock appear on the Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. 
right? When he showed up as lawyer, then they're like, okay, now we know it's real. Now we know it's coming, right? Um, but uh, there you go. 2018, it's, if you want to. It's good, but I don't think, I don't know. There's so many good Daredevil covers, and there's there's more out there than I think are stronger than this one. So. in it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. If you want the first time you ever wore the costume, it's uh, the man without fear. It was, it's basically is uh, Batman year one or Daredevil year one before he got his costume. If you want to know when the t- first time he donned the blue costume, it's probably a uh, black costume, is probably within, when did it come out? Um, it, it came out in like the late 2010s or 2000, 2009, 2010 around there. It was on a six issue limited series called the Daredevil uh, Man Without Fear. So peep that out if you want to see get the black first black suit. All right, what do you got up next? Oh, th- again, this is kind of perfect. I can't plan this better. We're going to be covering Michael Turner on Nearing Nirvana on Friday. So if you guys are a Michael Turner fan, which I'm assuming everybody is, yes, tune in for that. G.I. Joe number, well, it says number 21, so ignore the graphic there. My bad. Michael Turner, Renegar Foil Edition from 2003. This came out um, by Image Comics. This 2003 G.I. Joe variant, known as the Renegar Edition, is an homage to the classic 1984 number 21 Snake Eyes silent issue. With art by the late, great Michael Turner, this silver version is exceptionally difficult to find, and lies at the top of many G.I. Joe collectors' lists. Heck, it's also at the top of many rare variant collectors. The silver foil version only has five standard 9.8s on the census. This week's sale of $1,159 for a CGC 9.8 may not be the highest sale of all time, but it's the first 9.8 to come to market in eight years. Back in 2017, it sold for a high of $1,500, and it was the first 9.8 to ever be sold. This was probably a fantastic investment. What does Renegar mean? I was was trying to figure that out, what Renegar means. I'm not sure. Maybe the chat will know. I don't know. Yeah, someone in the live chat, because uh, um, you know, obviously the silent issue is a is a famous is a famous issue itself because of you know there was no words and you know because Snake Eye doesn't speak. Uh, but uh, got to find out why it's called the Renegar Foil Edition. But uh, either way, G.I. Yeah, Joe across the bottom of the book, but I don't understand what that means. Yeah, I don't know what does a Renegar mean. Somebody in the live chat, pop us, give it to us. All right, uh, this is something I'd never thought I'd see on here. What do we got up next? I'm telling you, man, where are these writers? You guys are fantastic. Shout out to the writers at Cover Price for doing the work on this tonight. Next up on the list, we've got The Mummy, Rise and Fall of Django's Axe, issue number one, the photo variant originally published in 2008. Now, before entering the new millennium, Universal Pictures delivered a phenomenal piece of cinematic history with The Mummy. Now, the movie was an instant hit that grossed over $416.4 million against a production budget of only $80 million. Now, the sensation took over all kinds of mediums, from an animated television show to comic books and even the development of a new ride at Universal Studios. Some of these products went on to have long life, and some were dead uh, or mummified, you know what I mean, on arrival. <laughs> now, the chaos <laughs> produced prequel comic book did not see past issue number one. However, photo variants of the cover have increased in price over time, which brings us to this issue. The Rise and Fall of Django's Axe was a prequel comic to the third movie, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. 
Would the photo think? cover C features Rick O'Connell, played by the very loved actor Brendan Fraser. Now, fans have always supported and called for the actor's return. Now, this past year, the actor gave a tremendously powerful performance in the film The Whale. The reception to this film and the actor's humble demeanor has propelled Brendan Fraser back into the spotlight. And just a month ago, Frazier surprised fans by making an appearance at the screening of, you guessed it, The Mummy. There is also so much positivity and excitement surrounding Frazier's return to cinema that we all understand how this photo cover sold for a new high of $99 for a raw near-mint copy. I There was an animated series. I don't remember that at all. I was just going to say that. I, I don't remember that. I remember the movies, obviously, very well. I remember the movies uh, were very akin to like what Indiana Jones, but more supernatural. You know what I mean? It had that fun kind of, you know, and he was kind of the kind of he was kind of art is modeled after indiana jones but i mean the mummy all the mummy movies were fun and then tom then tom cruise took it over and then the killed franchise sorry <laughs> yeah there was That's true. universal was going to be making a, a monster universe uh uh created on you know you know the mummy dracula uh, uh werewolf and they did they did a mummy movie uh they did a dracula untold movie which is fantastic by the way <clears throat> and that werewolf movie is fantastic also with uh, Benicio Del Toro. That is a really good movie, especially during the Halloween. I love watching that. With, with Sir, Sir Hopkins in it as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, you know, I think they definitely need to redo the uh, Monster Universe for Universal. But, you know, what are you going to do? But uh, this, these mummies films, way better than the Tom Cruise one. Sorry. Tom Cruise still kills it in my in uh, Mission Impossible, but uh, Brendan Fraser and the Mummy still still beats those it wasn't, films up. The Tom Cruise part wasn't the part that was bad. I'm talking to John in the chat there. It was that girl, that model that played the role of the the witch. What was her name? Uh, I don't remember. Someone, you know what? That we've got 154 strong in the chat. I'm sure. I'm sure someone can come up with the answer to that. Shout out to everyone hanging out with us live right now. If you have not already, please make sure you're subscribed to the channel. TiVo's about to give away like something huge when we hit 8,000. We are so close. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel and hit that thumbs up. Perfect segue. What's our next book? So this is something that's been uh, talked about recently. Oh, yeah, this has been everywhere, guys. Uh, Something is Killing the Children, number five. This is the Werther Del Adera Boom Studios cover from 2020. Per The Hollywood Reporter, Something is Killing the Children at Netflix isn't dead. The community was worried, but now they are invigorated. Since its release, Something is Killing the Children has been a, has a community darling, been a community darling, and firmly put writer James Tunyon IV on the map. After the announcement, issue number one was spotted on numerous specs lists, hype videos, and top 10 lists, including our own top 10. That indicates that fandom has brought back, has bought back, and after the books has saw some downturns, and pretty much every something is killing the book, killing the children book key is now seeing some spikes. Issue number one is out of reach for many, but they have shifted over to other key books from the first 10 issues. That includes this book, a major key for the entire series one that features several cameos and first appearances in The Old Dragon, Cecilia Slaughter, Bayan, and The Order of St. George. Recently, a reported no-grade raw copy sold for a whopping $300 immediately after the announcement for settling down closer to $175 to 
CGC 9.8 copies have been topping out around 350, while pretty much every grade in between has seen a bump. While issue number one is the book most are shooting for, other key issues in the run are a nice consolation prize. Once a trailer drops, these books could see another major spike, so many are opting to secure a copy before that has a chance to happen. It's crazy, isn't it? It's like we've been talking about this for so long, but yeah. now that there's... There you go. The name of the act, the uh, actress in the Mummy was uh, Sofia Butella. Um, I think I read somewhere rumored, or there, at least that they were talking about a casting of uh, the main character of Dakota Fanning uh, for, for Erica Slaughter. Uh, for Erica Slaughter, yeah. So mm. it'd be interesting mm. to see. I mean, yeah. uh, how old is she now? She seems rather young to me, doesn't she? I mean, she's. Huh? Yeah, she's all grown up now. Never mind. (laughs) Tiva, you guys have read this, right? I mean, yes. When I first read this, I was like, this is going to translate so good, but they're going to have to change the title, right? I mean, that's probably why the House of Slaughter was introduced because I can't see them putting this on Netflix titled Something is Killing the Children. People will flip out. Mm -hmm. But if it was titled, you know, Erica Slaughter, House of Slaughter, or something to that effect. I, I, hey, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna. You hit. never know, man. Look at the boys. I mean, there's nothing for boys on that show. That show is uber violent and crazy. Um, something yeah, the is going. Title's to... not like offensive. You don't read that title and go, "Oh my god, I'm gonna cancel." Yeah. My just recently, with all the cuts that our streaming services are doing, I'm like, man, I don't know if I put that much faith into something. You know what I'm saying? They don't agree you know? with. Me. Oh wait, some people agree with me. We've got Liger says, "Yeah," and then right behind it, Zombie's like, "Nah, dude, it'll be something that's killing children." <laughs> yeah, because you got to go with the brand name that it's it's known as. You know what I mean? If if, if they change the name up, uh, you know, I'm still mad that they killed off Paper Girls after one season. Like they, you know. Or uh, we're none back, though, right? Maybe one day. I hope well, so. I'm it almost feeling like Netflix now is like the Oakland A's. They're the minor leagues, right? Hey, I'm an A's fan. Watch it. They, they, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but they, they develop the players and then they sell them off to the big to the big guys. So we yeah. all these series well, that got canceled where, on Netflix. Maybe they come back. You know. Well, on, there's uh, been petitions series. to bring Warrior Nun season three back. If you haven't watched Warrior Nun. Things that Tebow watch that you should watch. Watch Warrior Nun. That is fucking awesome. Based on Warrior Nun Ariella, which was a really obscure comic in the late 90s, I believe. It was basically a nun that was half-dressed just killing people. Uh, but Warrior Nun is way more fleshed out. Takes It's international, and it's just some just chicks kicking serious ass, and they killed it off after season two. It has a supernatural tinge to it, obviously, because, you know, it's a lot of th- things to do with... Tr- christianity and you know and things of that nature but it's definitely worth watching and there's been petitions to like revive warrior nun uh hopefully amazon picks it up because netflix decided not to renew it that's why anything that's something gets netflix cancels things that for no reason at all and maybe it's too expensive and then you know and then they have other shows that run on forever that you're like nobody's watching that why does this continue to show up my stuff but things that people watch that you should watch is warrior nun and game of spy so there you go. All right. Question here, though, with something is question. killing the children, there is a lot of potential. Because if you if you look into James writing, he's definitely what you call like an architect when it comes to mm-hmm. his writing. He knows what he's doing. He's building. He's doing Late. this world building intentionally. Yeah. So you have, again, like the House of Slaughter, which I didn't really like, to be honest. But from a speculation point, why weren't people collecting this the first time around? Why does it matter now that it's been like, is it just because so oh, many no. things died? No, 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 no. This was hot from the get i think the Something news leaked. Yeah. was oh. hot from i the think get. i think the news was leaked that it was being developed right as the comic was coming out 
know yeah. what I mean? It was like and then it was people one lost of those interest. Things. Yeah, kind of like, like oh. uh, yeah, that, lost interest after what around 21, 20, somewhere in the in the you know, eh. yeah. But there's been multiple printings of you know issues one through five and everything in between, and then you, I mean, if you look at something like uh that what is that uh, Keanu Reeves comic uh Bizarre or Berserker 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 I mean yeah that was told that it was being optioned before the comic even came out. And so, well, you know, of course, or he would never have been involved in it, right? Exactly. I mean, so, I mean, you know, you want all right. So, say, like, how many different ways can I make money on it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But it's a great cover, too, by the way. I love the way she's about to just snarl that crazy looking, whatever the fuck it is, insectivore. <laughs> I don't good. know what the hell. It is. Something is killing the children. Werther Deladera, regular variant from January 2020. Raw dog, 200 bones. Oof. All right. Last one. And then we're going to see what's shaking today, boys and girls. And we'll give away some stuff. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm going to drop the link right now because we've got 165 in the chat. We're going to be giving away the newest exclusive comic from Bird City. It's not even released yet. We're going to give one away tonight. Drop your comment on last Tuesday's top 10 to get entered. And we will draw that after this last read. Are you guys ready? This is Raza? This is Raza. What? Okay, sorry, continue. All right, here we go. Number 10 on the list, we've got Star Wars Thrawn, issue number three, the Raza cover, originally published in 2018. Now, this book features the first appearance of Ironda Price. I hope I'm saying that right. A moth of the first galactic empire. While cover A can be had for relatively cheap, around 30, 40 bucks, this Raza variant is where collectors are dumping the big bucks. Recently, one collector wow. dropped $700 for a CGC 9.8. That matches its previous high achieved in a 9.6 grade. But being able to snag this book in a 9.8 for that price? Man, that's quite a steal. It's also the only 9.8 sale in our entire database and one of only six sales total no and one of only six on the cgc database wow it's a coveted yet scarce book not only for price's first appearance but the stunning stare down between her and admiral thrawn gracing the cover Thrawn is set to be a player in the future of the Star Wars universe, and many fans wonder if Price will have a similar fate after already appearing in Star Wars Rebels. Now, one fan decided to take a chance securing that 9.8 copy for what many would consider would be, I don't know, kind of a fair price now that you know what a 9.6 went for. Yeah, I mean, I have the first appearance of Thrawn in Heir to the Empire number one in a 9.8. Um, I mean, so I think people have um, given up on that one. And there's also Thrawn number one, which has, you know, mostly just his head uh, is covering it. But when his name was mentioned, Star Wars Thrawn issue number one, the Raza uh, variant from 2018 uh, for 700 bones. Um, when he was referenced during um, what was that show? Oh, shit. The Mandalorian. Was it the Mandalorian? When uh, was it book? Above no, Ahsoka Tano is looking for somebody, and Grand Admiral Thrawn is. She mentions his name uh, when Ahsoka Tano shows up uh, in that one episode. Um, so that's when I think speculation really went rampant. But um, yeah, can can you imagine? I mean, he's pretty 
cool in the animated series, but you know, once you get live action, just paint him, paint some dude blue, and there you go, man. All right, let's see. I didn't know that was Raza, though. That's crazy. Raza, that's not, I would never be sorting through a bin and go, oh, this is a Raza cover. I had the Raza, uh, Miles Morales, uh, T DJ set where he's on uh, turntables. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's homage of the Bruce Lee, uh, uh, art that he did. So, all right, uh, for you guys, uh, we'll give you guys a couple seconds now. We're going to give away a copy. I drop of... the link one more time. We'll give you a few more seconds and we're going to be giving not away that one. Not that one. That one sold out too. All right. Street this is Fighter Masters Cami. Who's the artist? This is Ivan Tao. Uh, Ivan we Tao. work with him a lot. So he's, he's a badass. And it's going to be limited to 750 guys. It will go on sale tomorrow. 7 it's going to sell out. <laughs> Yeah, it's huh? gonna sell out. Those it's gonna sell out. Crush you. I mean, I that's what I hear. I hear there's a big following for this, but I'm I'm just nervous because we've Bird City's never done one of these before. So please, if you don't well. mind, share it out. Uh, speaking of things that I've watched that you probably don't need to watch is I watched <laughs> Goldeneye again, where Pierce Brosnan as 007. And mm. there's a Russian uh, bad guy, and there's this woman, and she literally crushes people to death when she's having sex with them. Uh, oh yeah i was like oh my god this is so bad it's i mean <laughs> so you know, there's two other... categories tivo there's yeah. things they should watch and things that they don't have to watch because you've already watched them well i mean it's exactly. still it's, it's still james bond but it was it was in the 80s and so the you know cgi wasn't all there but you know and it was probably one of the more funnier james bond films too like you know his constant flirting with miss money with money penny and you know Q and M and everybody, but you know the 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 Russian chick that just crushes people to death with her thighs when she has sex with them. I was like, oh wow, you know, you know, <laughs> you know. You guys ready? But this is back when James Bond was just a slut and just sleeping with everybody, you know. As he Man, should. We went from fifty-one comments to eighty comments. Okay, 80. that's so how we're like doing it now. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel. Make sure you're following Bird City and Miss Laura on Instagram. Maybe even get that newsletter. I'll tell you what, you want to stay on top of it with Bird City. Yeah. Get in on the newsletter. If you want to, if you want to win a copy, make sure you sign up for it or else you're not going to get it. Make sure you sign up and, and you're sub to this channel. I like that. Yeah. Let's put some terms and go. conditions. Terms and conditions, right? Terms and conditions. <laughs> Read the fine print. Scott. Scott. Comment is commented. There you right. go, Scott. Scott. I actually laughed at that because I went through. I always read the comments after the show. Yeah, I read it too, and he said, "Comment is commented." And I did read that one early. Comment too. is a comment. We'll take it. So, Scott, hit up Bird City Comics Instagram, and we'll we'll get you this copy of uh, Abu Yao right there. There for he you. is. There's Scott, Scott. In the chat. Shout That's out to fun. you, Scott. TiVo, are you going to hit us with a seamless transition as we shout out the 162 in the chat? There's Bird City oh, is in weird. the chat. Anthony, how you doing? Chat. Anthony doesn't even know we're giving away shit yet. You right? He's like, what are you doing? You're giving yeah, away man. something? <laughs> Let's see what's shaking today, boys and girls. This is the top 10, as we covered. Uh, Spider-Man, Little Avengers, Miles Morales. We totally screwed up the graphics and order of everything, but uh, yeah, you can on coverprice.com. Most units sold. Pie. These are the most units sold. Ah, that's amazing. Wolverine number one, 24 units sold. That's interesting. Hmm. That is interesting. This is a good read, too, by the way. Betsy Batted, Captain Britain. I love I loved that whole idea of the Britain Corps and everything, the Captain Britain Corps. Uh, that, I'm so down with that. But let's see what's shaking the today, boys and girls. Hard to see some that I 
one that we have, which is Fantastic Four and uh, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man number one. Uh, CDC 4.0 for Amazing Spider-Man number one sold for 12 grand. A uh, 0.3 FF number one sold for 4,400. I actually have this. Uh, I'm going to add this to my thing right now. I like this oh, one. All right, so show me. And it's a key. So yeah. you're going to add this. It's as, a raw dog. That's yeah, a raw dog. I haven't got. You're not going to give yet. it a rating. Come on, okay. you're going to one of those guys. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9.0. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm a conditioned really? snob, so yeah, I'll give it a 9.0. But yeah, 72. Yeah, I love this cover too. It's very uh, it's sexy. I love it. Yeah. Oh, so this is, wait a minute. That's December of 72. Yeah, is that yeah, your birthday book? No, no, it's October, but it's one of the Marvel Frame books, and I, I love the yeah. 72, 73 Marvel Frame books. Marvel yeah. Frame. I was trying to remember what you guys always talk about. Yeah, that's, what, they're, they're, that's like what I call present. Marvel Frames. It looks like, you know, they're coming out of a picture, coming out of the picture frame. Ooh, I have that, Raphael. Ooh. Graded 9.2. Oh, do you? Flex and Laura's Flex. Laura's Flex CDC 6.0, a CDC. Yeah. Uh, what is that? And these are those uh, odd-shaped ones, too. First appearance of Casey Jones. Uh, this one's odd-shaped? Yeah. This is but back when it was like uh, kind of a mag half magazine, half comic book size. Yeah, they're, they're they made large. one for, for each uh, ninja. Um, or Look at Anthony talking <laughs> shit in the chat. He's all, sure you do. Him and I have been fighting over this book. We've decided that <laughs> we're going to play Fortnite, and whoever wins gets the book. Damn. Make yeah. it competitive like, in the sure house. Sure you do. Uh -huh. <laughs> Uh, I do. I boy, look at amazing Fantasy Four Server Surfer. My X Men number ten. I have a. Oh, that Superboy is interesting. Go back up a little bit to the go far back, right. Go back up. Yes. That's the first. Uh, what do you call it? She's the prototype of Supergirl. No, 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 big screen on that. No shit. Superboy meets Whoa. Supergirl. There you go. He. She doesn't actually. She's not really Supergirl, but he falls in love with her, so he temporarily gives her powers so she can pretend to fly and everything. How does that work? Oh, that's. Well, Thor did it in the last movie. Come on, man. He gave a yeah. bunch of kids the power of Thor, which with brought this up hammer, the whole though. Point. I mean, but he's yeah, a but, god, though. But he's, that brought I mean, up the point. Why didn't he just give all the all everybody the power of Thor when they were fighting Thanos? I mean, what yeah, you know, boy is just an yeah, boy is just an alien. I mean, come on now. I mean, why is he on a trapeze too? He can fly. Come on. Because they're doing a contest <laughs> in that issue. They're trying to like yeah. be human. I think <laughs> that is that is too funny. Oh, look at this Vampirella. All these Vampirella books are. Let's see. I don't know who this is. This is, yeah, very good. This is a metal cover from 2019. One of my favorites. Yeah, his art style has changed. Uh, I meant, you know, you know, this definitely looks more vampy than it does look like art germ. But, uh, you know, let me see how many. Oh, there's some gorgeous covers on this one, too. So much that Dynamite's like, no more showing side boob with Vampirella. No more showing oh, Ash. There's side boob like, right there. <laughs> well, they won't let us do it anymore, probably because I took on so many Disney properties. But it's like, that's her power. Her sexuality is her strength. And you want us to strip that of her? Yeah, <laughs> let's go. It. Wait a minute. Did, go back so in Vampirella's issue. now a Disney property? Well, Dynamite's no. doing Disney properties now. So I think they're trying to clean up Vampirella. Ah. Yeah. They're ask. being very strict. Very seductive. Frank Cho drawing Ooh, it. All right. Cho. Like so I'm I'm I love checking the chat and I and I noticed that James James DeVito shout out for popping in the chat James I think you're actually behind you're not at, you're not live right now because his two comments were the Oakland A's when we were at the end of the show and yeah. he Raza rocks so I think he's a little bit delayed James you could you may want to skip ahead oh this this one gives me memories right here so I actually pulled this in a nine point eight at a mystery box uh, for Dark Side Jedi 
at uh, WonderCon. This foil, right? Yep, it's the foil one. Uh, raw, seven hundred near mint. Highest known value nine point nine five thousand. But I pulled. Uh, it was a two hundred fifty dollar mystery box. And I said, Ryan, if you want it, he goes, Yeah. And he just sent me the money. <laughs> and this was one of the prizes, and it was a nine point eight. Uh, this uh, is Spider Man. It's actual uh, Spider Man number one, but they use a Spider Man uh, three hundred cover for it. Uh, but oh, I mean, that's cool. Man. Yeah, this is one of those things where it's either a nine point eight or it's not because it, it's unforgiving chromium. You can't. I don't. Yeah, you can't. That yeah, you, it's you damn I, don't near, I don't know what people can do now. Unpressable is what I'm, I'm watching say. books go from brown to white now. It's incredible what they're doing to these things. Yeah. Oh, it wouldn't be a shaker show without young romance. Ooh. Look into her eyes and answer the question can reflection cover any man be trusted? Mm -hmm. I don't know. You, you know, there I, there are people who collect reflection covers. This yeah. is a cool example of one. Yeah, it's always side collecting. That's always a thing that people like to do. Captain man. Marvel oh. had a really good one where she's like, "How dope is it. this, man?" Oh, Unknown cool. worlds of science fiction. Look at that with squiddy alien type creatures. Yeah. The day of the Triffids. I want to say that wasn't a wasn't a movie. Yeah, Ray. Exclusive interview with Ray Bradbury. I swear to God, Day of the Triffids was a horror movie in the sixties or seventies. I swear. What to year God is this? Seventy five. Okay. Seventy five. Uh, I could have swore it was though, but uh, listen, I want to see some other covers on here. Look at that. All new war toy. Unknown worlds of science. Wow, I get this whole now I want to get this whole damn run now. Well, how many are in the run? Hit the hit the the title. I just want to see how many are in that run. Unknown worlds of science. See, there's Shit only five. six books. JV, I didn't know you could do books. that. That's that's a feature. Oh, yeah, I know. I do that all the time now because <laughs> sometimes when I'm I'm looking up some of the pricing on some books, you know, I'm I'm trying to just do a quick price. They'll tell you if you look across the bottom here what the last thing that was sold. Yeah, um, this one, and then you can look at Ooh. you know how many are in the run. Oh, there's only 18 books in the run. Well, shit, I got 17 of the 18. Maybe I'll keep that one. <laughs> All new exclusive end up interview with Neri Niven, plus an illustrated adapt adaptation of his sci-fi throughout all the myriad ways with some uh some chick with a severed head and an axe. Whoa, some astronaut's Whoa. head that you know. 75. Remember those movies like oh, the women of Mars or something like that? The the uh, the back in the fifties. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, that's your uh for today's show. I appreciate you guys all for watching. Congratulations to um what was it just Scott, right? Scott Scott, name? Scott congratulations for yeah, congratulations for participating <laughs> yeah. and winning this bad boy, which drops on Bird City Comics tomorrow. Make sure you hit him up at what 7 p.m. Eastern or or what time is it? 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There will be 750. Right. If you guys are like, oh, I'm gonna forget, sub our text line. If you go to the Bird City Comics website and you just scroll down, there's this text line that you can hit, and we'll send you a text anytime that something goes live with a direct link. So you get the text, you click the link, and you're there. Yeah, really no cute. excuse. Laura, for we it need to me. drop that link in the chat or give it to me in the private so we can get into future shows. I'd love to be dropping that during the show because we absolutely need to make that a requirement. Of participation, you gotta be sub to the channel, you, you gotta have the link. Yeah, so right it. now, hold on. Oh, it's really Tico's simple. Drop the link for you. Birdcitycomics.com. I mean, come on, it can't get any more simple than that, boys and girls. And it's free to sign up for their their uh show or their newsletter so you don't miss out on any exclusive that drops. Uh, their drops are typically every Friday, but sometimes they drop uh, the on uh, some other days. And if yeah. you get sold out, you have no excuse because you get a reminder. Anyway, we so told them about the world tree. We're like, you guys, this is a good artist Ooh. and she's going to be something. So, uh, JB, I put it in the private chat. Yes, yeah, so I'm putting it, it in right now. And I put it in my Literally. little notes. Yep. So we have yeah, it for a future. Word. <laughs> All right. 
All right, boys and girls. Laura, any last words? Uh, no, this was a great show. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you guys all in the chat for showing up. And definitely leave a comment afterwards. Like I said earlier, I go through and sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night on Thursday nights. I'm like, I got to read the comments, which is like not healthy, but I do. I go <laughs> and that, I like read the comments that, in the middle of the night. Yeah, this, that was Laura on the street cutter. Yes, it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, no. JB, any last words? Yeah, you know, we had a huge crowd tonight. Thank you, everybody that watched us live. And you know what's going to happen. The Everyone on the Rewind, you guys are awesome, too. Make sure you're hitting the thumbs up and make sure you're commenting on the show to be entered into Tuesday giveaway after the top 10. As always, don't forget, we had a good time. That's all right. Uh, for Laura and JB, this is Tebow. Keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.